Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a Monday or Wednesday afternoon. I know what day of the week it is. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> it is signing day. We will get into the news from National Signing Day. Uh, many people signed their letters today. Some did not. We'll tell you who Texas could still be eyeing for a February signing and who they got on board today. We'll talk a little bit about Chip Kelly's comments over the weekends on how to fix college football or at least move college football into the future talk some more texas versus washington and uh you know since we're talking about signees we might talk about some freshmen in the texas versus washington game john moran returns for the memphis grizzlies and he has a big night and a big shot to win the game we'll get a little into the nba talk some nfl talk as well as we get into it here on the show on a wednesday afternoon and of course your text messages 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line number. You guys text in the show. You guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever you got to say, say that to uh, to us. We try and keep you involved. Uh, you guys are the reason we get to keep doing this show. Uh, by us, I mean myself, Patrick Davis, and across from me, Mr. Jacob Standard, uh, good uh, good uh, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, no, it's a great Wednesday afternoon. No, no, man, yesterday. Oh, you had a good yesterday, one between yes. between when we talked and then. Yes, yes, yes. No, I had a great Tuesday afternoon. I uh, went home. I watched uh, John Morant's return, which was surprisingly more entertaining than I expected. Yeah, uh, the Grizzlies are all the way back. We'll get into that later. But, all the way uh, back. All the way back. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like probably top seed in the West back. But uh, and then I watched uh, Golden State and Boston going to overtime. It was a great Tuesday. It was a good Tuesday. We uh we had UTSA play a bowl game. Oh, we did. We did. We have another bowl game coming up uh, tomorrow. No bowl games tonight. I don't believe we're bowl game free tonight. I think so. I mean, we can make up a name for one. All right, let's try it. We can make up one. Uh, if we could just find uh, the whole body health. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Marketron user platform. Uh, dot com dot bowl. com <laughs> dot com and then you just got to name a city you just got to name a city Fresno Fresno Bowl yeah there is a Fresno Bowl I believe oh we can't use that one. yeah I think there is a Fresno okay. Bowl uh, but yeah there is I know there's a roofclaim.com bowl coming up which I didn't know roofclaim.com was a thing so I guess the advertising's working oh if you have enough money you can have a bowl game yeah I don't know what a toastery is a what a toastery but that was the bowl game on Monday night was the toastery. toastery? Yeah, and then there was like a guy in a piece of toast, the mascot. What in the world is a toast? We might have to enlist the text line on this. Yeah, if anybody what knows is what a toastery. I don't know if that's a brand of toast. I feel like you just toast. I toast my own bread. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. It'll be too old school for you guys. Is toastery, is this like a building where you can go to have your bread toasted? <laughs> is, the- is, this, is this a new fancy restaurant? <laughs> oh, have you been to the five star toastery? Man. Oh, they have so many different types of butter. Dude, they never leave it in the toaster for too long. <laughs> Comes out perfect every is it a, time. Is that a toaster strudel type thing? Oh. Is it something like that? I don't know. No, that would be a pastry, right? That's. I think it's a pastry, but they call it a toastery. Toastery. I don't know. 
Maybe maybe somebody else. I, if you know on the text line, let us know. I don't I don't know what that is, uh, but it is National Signing Day. I think that's what people care about a little bit more. No, 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 no. Let's do thirty more minutes on toasteries. <laughs> do, I, I would say saying we can do thirty more minutes on bowl games that don't matter. <laughs> well, we'll go in to National Signing Day. Uh, some a lot of guys. We'll get into the guys that are going to Texas that we we know, and and a lot of these we already knew going into today. Uh, so not a lot of new news for that. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I've written down four stars and above. There's a lot of three stars that are coming too. There's been they're a great, lot, but there's a ton of them. So uh, we're not going to get into all of them. They have agreed to come, and they're all coming. A uh, couple names to mention though. Uh, Aaron Hampton, okay, is a four star athlete. He was gonna he had committed to Texas. He decided to flip today to Alabama. So Texas does lose a four-star athlete in Aaron Hampton. He flips to Alabama. Nick Saban was going hard after him today, and uh, he flips to Alabama. Uh, the big story all morning was that Missouri had been pressuring hard, and I believe another team had been pressuring hard. Nebraska had been pressuring hard for Ryan Wingo, the five-star wide receiver. Yep, uh, They've been pressuring hard for him, and people in Texas were starting to get a little worried that maybe he wasn't going to come to Texas. He does sign today. He is coming to Texas. He did not falter. He did not flip again. Uh, so Ryan Wingo is coming to Texas. That's big time. That's huge. Uh, so we'll get to the the guys that Texas did sign in just a second. Uh, but a couple other names for you to mention, to, just to mention. Actually, you know what? Let's go through the ones we got real quick, and then I'll mention these other names because these are no, they did not sign today. Okay. Uh, but a couple five stars: uh, Brandon Baker, the five star offensive tackle, signs with Texas. Sure did. The five star plus edge, Colin Simmons, signs with Texas. There was some talk that people were trying to go after him, and a lot of people didn't believe that when he committed to Texas, that would be the end. That NIL and some other people would come after him hard because he is such an elite player. Uh, but he signs with uh, Texas as well. Uh, four-star defensive tackle DeAndre Robinson signs with them. Four-star tight end Jordan Washington. Uh, the Xavier Filsimi, uh the flip you got from Florida, he signs today. The four-star running back Jared Gibson that Florida was going hard after uh, came in today. Kobe Black, the four-star cornerback. Four-star athlete uh, Wardell Mack. Four-star quarterback Trey Owens. And four-star edge Zena Omizulo. Uh, all signed with Texas today and under a list of three stars as well come in. A good day for Texas. Last I saw, they were what three or four on the uh, recruiting, which is a great number to be at. When you were five and seven a few years ago, you are now in the college football playoff. You were jumping into those top five and getting back in those classes where you want to be to continue to go. You also got uh, Makubo and uh, Matthew Golden both signed today as well as transfers. They're officially on board and coming in. So some more good news. Texas doing pretty well today. Sark doing happy. He just gave his press conference. We don't have audio from it yet because it happened. It was finishing up as we were coming on the air, so we haven't been able to pull audio from it yet. Yep. We should have some of that tomorrow. If we'll see if we get anything good from that. We'll play that tomorrow on the show. Uh, a couple other names to keep up and track, uh, keep up with. Uh, some some people that were supposed to sign today. People really wanted them to. A couple of A and M uh, commits that did not sign today. Uh -oh. They push their signing back to the February uh, deadline, which you can sign in February. Most people do it earlier, uh, but some people because you want to get it out of the way, get it, you know, enroll early. It's a, a sign lot of, of guys' good faith too, and a lot of guys yeah. enroll early, graduate early, enroll early. A lot of guys want to get it done and get into the program. And the right. and the players also because you can also start getting nil sooner. Was once you're on campus, you can start negotiating those. Ooh. So some people want to get it done so they can get on it a little bit earlier. You know, enroll and you know by, but that's. But these guys did not because they're not sure where they're going yet. Uh, two of them from AM, uh, the defensive lineman, the five star defensive lineman, Dominic, uh, Dominic McKinley, says he's going to push it off till February. I saw that. Texas still talking to him. I saw that. Uh, and then AM, uh, a four star Dalen Evans, says he's going to put off his signing as well. Mm. Uh, he decided he's not going to go. And then a Florida commit that someone that Texas may be looking at as well, another five star defensive lineman, LJ McCray has pushed off his signing that he's not, you know, but he's another one of those that Florida, not looking great. A lot of people not signing. Maybe didn't see the people he thought were going to come with him. Some of the guys he may have thought were going to be going to Florida and he'd be part of that class. Or and maybe they have an A&M situation going on where there's no NIL getting paid out like they I, thought. I don't, I don't think it's that so much as Billy Napier is just not doing a good job in Florida. And, 
you know, if you think, well, I'm going to Florida to be part of this really big, you know, historic program in the SEC. And, and you see what they did last year. And you see yeah. how many people are transferring out and you see everything else. You may not have the faith in Billy Napier that you had earlier. So maybe opening up your recruitment a little bit more. So those are some big names still available that did not sign today. Uh, that Texas is going to keep their eye on, and all of us will take your eye on that Texas is three or four, depending on who you're looking at in the recruiting rankings. I've got them after at five t- on ESPN. Okay, you have about five on ESPN. So in that top five, though, yep. on everyone, and there's still some names out there. If you pull another five star or another four star, you could move up in those rankings even more. So uh, big national signing day for Texas. Uh, the Ryan Ringo was the only one that really seemed to be kind of questionable. There was a lot of noise building up around that one this morning. Uh, I think we saw, you know, the other schools were really, really making a push for him to sign. Uh, he did not push back his signing day. He nope. could have done. He did sign the day. He signed his national letter of intent. So good to see Ryan Wingo coming, being a another five-star to add to this uh, rotation of guys. It's going to be a younger wide receiver core, even though adding Matthew Golden, they may add another wide receiver in the transfer portal. We don't know. I think it'd be smart. I think you want two veteran presence. You'd you like to, yeah. and, but they also don't know if Xavier Worthy is going to come back or Adonai Mitchell could come back. I don't no. think either one are going to. Keep your fingers crossed. But yeah. they, they could. We don't know. So there may be some way to, well, we don't want to bring in two more veterans and then also have one of those guys stay. I just think after all the noise X Man took last year with the broken hand and I don't the drops think, I don't, look, and all I that. I don't think I don't think either one's staying. Okay, I'm just saying that there is still a possibility of those that Sark has had conversations we don't know about with them. Fair that he may be saying, well, let's wait to really bring in someone else, or maybe they're fully working on bringing somebody else in right now. Right, I'm sure they have people on the line. I'm sure they're talking to people, or maybe they're close enough with Quinn where they're like, "You're coming back, I'm coming back. Let's run." Yeah, and I mean, it, I think it depends on what happens in the next you know three weeks. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you get really close and don't hit it, you may try and run it back. You may, you know, you may say we were so close, let's go do it, or you may win it and say let's run it back. Look, we're making nil. I don't like my my draft stock's not where I want it to be. I don't think that's happening. Uh, I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows what'll happen with those? Uh, They're all young men. They have to make their choices. Uh, I did want to bring this up though, because this is something else that goes into college football now and we'll retouch on national signing day if we see anything else come through or if you guys on the text line have something we missed about texas recruiting uh you can send that in on the text line and uh, we'll check that uh we'll go back into that in the five o'clock hour before we get into the nfl or we'll retouch on national signing day uh but i did want to bring up something that chip kelly talked about uh this week this weekend when he was asked about how do you fix the transfer portal, and how do you fix the problem? Because a lot of these coaches, too, they, they understand the transfer portal. The issue is, look, we don't mind that there's a transfer portal. What we mind is losing guys to schools that now this guy's going to a worse school with, you know, with, with, that he's not even, you know, it, he didn't want to go where he's going. And he's going there because he was promised more money. Well, not even that he was promised more money. That He was promised basically to get a starting job at Ohio State. To name a school, not necessarily, I don't want to name any, but let's just say, just throw an example, just out, throw there. An example out there. It says, hey, Ohio State, ask five receivers to get in the portal. They get a different wide receiver. They, you no longer are looking at you. And now you transferred out of UCLA to go to Ohio State. And now you have to look for other answers. And maybe you end up at a school you didn't want to end up at. Yeah. Because now you, UCLA says, cool. Chip Kelly says, cool. Well, you walked away. Right. You said you had you said you had greener pastures. Yeah, because all you ever hear about is the transfers that work out. Right? Yeah, like the big and there's a lot one. of people yeah. that don't. And so you know, I think they want to fix that part as much as anything. Is like, well, we don't want to lose attrition just because somebody's tampering. We if someone has a better offer and they want to go somewhere else, that's fine. That's how the game works now. But let's try and you know fix the rules and a little bit more transparency and all of it. Uh, Chip Kelly, he had some points, and a lot of people are agreeing with it. There are some issues with it which we'll get into, but here's what Chip Kelly had to say about his ideas uh, to start to evolve college football going into the future. I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner, and I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball, but because football left, and they're saying, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, 
West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've lot of spent a time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You do a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing. The players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it. So there's a lot to unpack in that. Yeah, he said NLI. I don't trust a single word he said. <laughs> it's the same. There are three words. You can I put know. them in a new order. I know. Uh, but it is, there's a lot to unpack because first part is probably the most easier to do and more likely and more needs to happen kind of thing, which is you need to separate football from the rest of college programs. Yeah. just Because at the end of the day, what's happening in the Pac-12 to everyone going to the big the Big Ten is really going to mess up a lot of these schools for volleyball and baseball and softball and even basketball because the travel is just going to get so much crazier to have to go across the country so many more times. You're not playing the you know as your much of your rivals or your old rivals and everything else. And it's, it's all, all be- in the name of better so, football games. And it is. And yeah. look, football makes the most money. They pay for your other sports a lot of times. So to allow your football team to go make your money, have the big games, do everything else, and then keep all those rivalries in other sports. Like, I mean, if even if you look at, you know, Texas and Oklahoma in the ba- in basketball and, 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 you know, in baseball or whatever else, like Bedlam should still exist. And even if it doesn't in football, it can exist in every other sport. Right. And those type of things. So bring all those schools together and say, okay, everybody, we're going to get rid of this whole outbidding and then these conference commissioners trying to, you know, where there's a bidding of we're not in it for the best interest of the kids. We're in the best interest for uh, for our conference. So we don't care if your conference, you know, all those kids never play in the NFL. We don't care. Like it's a weird thing because it's you don't ever want that to be in, in college sports is a complete distrust of any other conference, which is what we're at now. Yeah, well, we we put ourselves there. I mean, when yeah. this when this whole transfer portal thing opened up and the realignment, I mean, we were always going to head in this direction. Yeah, it was always going to be this. So it, when we get into it, of you know, if you can get it to basically everyone is independent, and we get over that football, and so the TV contracts for those conferences all die down and become different TV contracts for basketball and different TV contracts for baseball and softball. It, 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 you know That can work out, and TV will still need those sports to fill time. There is still all these 24-hour sports channels that need sports. Outside of football season. Outside right. of football season, but then you can also, for a team like a, uh, a Kansas or a Duke that is a, has a decent football program, those programs will now be even more sought after. Because an ACC or Big 12, that'll mean more money for them in basketball because they do focus on more sports. Whereas a conference that may not focus on basketball as much in some other schools, those will go down. So that part, I think, needs to happen sooner rather than later because then you can have a conference commissioner and you can have somebody on top of everybody to say, okay, this is what we, like, we, we're not, we're not trying to eat each other anymore. Let's regulate things a little bit. We can yeah. regulate the transfer portal a little bit better where they can still get in, but we don't have to have everyone jump in. We can move the timing of it so people can play in bowl games and play in and try and make the TV product better because this is now so much about that TV revenue. We can kind of fix all those things. So that part of it makes a ton of sense. On the flip of that, the paying the players should happen, should 100% happen. The revenue share? The revenue share should happen at some point. It just needs to be figured out how it works because the NCAA is built on a system that in 2023 shouldn't really be legal anymore because the people who invented the system have even come out and said that it was not it was not done in good faith. Right. Uh, so there's parts of it there where if you say, okay, well, if we look at the system, well, then, okay, we're going to start revenue sharing. Now, if you start revenue sharing, we separate from other sports, so we're not even talking about Title IX. We're not doing – we're going to get over that because those sports are still 
football is still raising enough money to pay for other every other sports. You still have NIL in every other sport. Yeah, we're acknowledging that football is just different. It just it is. is. It just makes more money. Right. Uh, so we take it there. The issues you start to come into is, of course, employees and insurance. Ooh. And that becomes a massive problem. Yeah, because that's uh, expensive. And then you talk about injuries and, you know, long term. You know, one of the reasons why whenever we hear about CTE and it's never mentioned that Pop Warner, that I had multiple concussions in Pop Warner, that the college football players, you know, someone played football for for 18 years or whatever, 15, 14, 15 years before they made it to the NFL, and they made it to the NFL and played for three seasons, and the NFL owes them for the CTE. Right. You say, well, didn't they play 15 years getting concussions before there was only they three came years to the here. NFL? Yeah. And they, well, no, no, but it's just because they have the money. They're the ones who are going to pay out. You right. can't really sue the other people. So you're going to have those issues now because once you get into that world, now everyone who played in college is going to come back and say, well, my life didn't work out the way I wanted to, and I do have CTE. Yeah, because but I'm going to blame it on that, and right. so I'm going to come after you. And so you have to worry about those issues, and not to say the least, once you get into now where money is agreed upon, you get into contracts, and now teams say so you can't transfer out when you sign, and they sign you for an amount of money. Uh, and, oh, they're going to introduce a portal clause, and, and uh, they have portal <laughs> clauses, and you have all that. But then this adds in how many years of eligibility? Because once you all have all this, you're now a pro league. Yes, now. For a guy like a Frank Harris, who's not an NFL talent, but he could play, and he he could probably play, and or or uh, you know just a lot of these quarterbacks who are good enough to be college quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett could have played at Georgia for ten years. Yeah, but at what point do we have a linebacker who is a thirty-year-old man playing against eighteen-year-olds who just got out of high school? And the reason there's college football is to separate the men. From the boys to say they will injure you, yeah, because it's just they're they've gone they they're completely full grown. They've been in a weight gym and they've been in a weight room and they've been working out like crazy. Ray, think imagine Ray Lewis versus Arch Manning in the A gap. In the Arch Manning coming around <laughs> doesn't see that Ray Lewis breaks off a block. Oh. Just and that's the problem. So there is a backside of this where there's all the positives that you can find and some positive things and maybe where it can go. But I think there is something where you have to look at the grand scheme of things and say, okay, we have to keep some level of this being college, some level of eligibility. And once we get too far into the greed of it, where we are just going straight into the money, how do we find the the moral compass and edge to get out of it? So that's what worries me. Is I think I think college football is headed more in this direction. But I'm not sure that the people that are running it are going to do the right thing in it. And it may end up hurting them down the line when you start to get into the point where they now want to compete with the NFL. And the NFL does not want to compete with them. And it becomes a bigger and bigger struggle. And people coming out and how long. And then the rules do the NFL now take away that you can't go straight to the NFL rule and you can get your contracts. And then if they do that, does college football respond it's an interesting slippery slope discussion so, that you can go on forever, and I'd love to hear if you think it's crazy all the time and no one should ever be paid, or you think there needs to find a solution, if you have a better solution than Chip Kelly. Because I think Chip Kelly has a lot of good points, but I also see the flip of it where you go, you can't just revenue share without having to have all of the other factors that come in with that. Right, so when is the college football collective bargaining going to happen? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because then it's unionized. Because that's the next logical step, and and, that happens quick. And and they're already trying to do those things. Right. They're already trying to do them. So it's it's coming at some point, probably within all of our lifetimes. We'll see at least, you know, that everyone will kind of go and break away from their conferences. I think this first step of the cross-country travel for other sports is going to start to lead into that. Where even though travel's better and everything else, people are like, man, we're spending an insane amount of money. Going from coast to coast. And our teams are losing a lot more because they're just, we can't pay, we can't afford the travel that we want. So they're sitting coach going back and forth for games. And we're missing schoolwork and we're missing everything else. Uh, It's an interesting uh, thing to go through. Uh, So, yeah, tell us on the text line if you have a better solution or if you want to, you know, if you figure out a new way or you have ideas. I'd love to hear those uh, as part of the conversation as well. I just think it's an interesting thing that you have a coach now coming out and saying, this is kind of what, and we all know this. So do you see a path where they could do this and still have a rule in there that's, you know, you still only have four years of eligibility, but we're going to have this revenue share. There's going to be the the max contract you can get is four years. I I think all of that can be done. 
The question is, once you start going into this is a for-profit venture, this is no longer we've dropped the guys of student athlete kind of thing. I thought we, we were starting did. To, and we no no we we didn't because they're still holding on to that. Okay. And once we drop that, you know, are you still making them go to class? Are you still Ooh. Are you still do, like what at what point do the TV networks and the people in money that do not care do not care one bit about these children and these young men, they don't care. When do they start coming and go? Well, screw them. They work for us. Yeah. They don't. They don't go to class. They work for us. We're paying them. They work for us. I didn't come here to play school. And, and so I that's mean, the question. And then you know, what do you do for the offensive linemen? They're like, man, I want to go there, but I do want an education. Like I'm not playing pro, and I I, I only got a few years in me before my knees give out. So there is there's so many parts of it that are moving to find the right thing. And, and what's right thing for for Quinn Ewers so is you- not the right thing. For for Charles Wright on the other in the you know down the line, who is a good quarterback who played really well in high school, who's been part of Texas team for years now, is it is he like does he get punished now because, or or do you pay him the same amount as Quinn or like there's just a lot of questions going to that. So say we do get to that scenario there, yeah. right? So like is there a, is there room for a solution where you play your four years and you know you're not going to the league? Can you? Does the school then offer you contract or not uh, scholarship to then go enroll in their academic side of the? They could, you know and that's I mean? another. That's another. You could say, okay, well, you're not going to go to college until after, because then you're still taking care of the student as well. And it's like, hey, you, you did are. four years for us. You helped our program. Sorry, you're not making it to the next level, but we'll still give you this higher. No, education. And, they, and they may be able to do that, and they may. I mean, it, it's just interesting to see. I think they'd want to start it. Of you're in the you're you're still a student athlete. Oh, it'll, yeah, they're not going to make that leap in one. But it is yeah. that once we start going there, where does it end? And we've seen with the transfer portal when they open it, and you so you, when you see these commissioners, the reason you want it to be sixty four and all these people is because you have a better shot of it than with the NCAA right now, where they go, well, we don't want you to touch our stuff, so you get nil, and we don't want you to, we don't want any transfer, so we're just going to let all the transfer happen. Yep. And I think you need to have somebody who's looking out for the best interest of the game and looking out for the best interest of the student athletes, and then find the middle ground with the money. Okay, so how do you how do you prevent thirteen hundred transfers though? The first day of the portal opens. That's the thing is I think that is where you just get to more transparency of you know the line of entering the transfer portal is a little different where there is a the tampering period they have in the NFL and stuff like that or the you know then where you basically can go in and go okay well these people are entering into this they're not transferring but they're listening to offers or they're you know you're allowed to talk to these people or do whatever and get to the point where people are going to make decisions and so you don't necessarily have to get into the transfer portal if you don't know where you're going when you think you do but you've been lied to yep. because you can't talk to the man you talk to a high school coach who told you that so and so wants he you saw on ESPN that they want you yeah, and the, yeah oh man you should be going there and then you get out and they go no nobody wants you there no, your man. team doesn't want you back and you left you left Ole Miss and now you're at Fresno State Oof. and it's you know Fresno State's a fine school it ain't Ole Miss. But you went. You took a step down. You ain't playing Bama every year. So that that's what you have to look at. Uh, I do want to say real quick about Texas and Washington. We're going to go a little bit longer on this. We may mention it again uh, as we get into it. But it's an interesting thing about the matchup with Washington of something that's a slight edge because we. I was thinking about it because it is National Signing Day. Think about the class that Texas brought in and the difference that Washington has not had a great recruiting class recently. They've had some good players. And they've developed a lot of guys. But when we look at it, I couldn't really find a huge impact freshman for Washington. Yeah, I wasn't able to find one either. So when you look at just another factor in this game of unpredictability of players that we don't know their full potential yet that have another month to learn to get into this game that could make a huge impact in the game, that Texas has, uh, it might count six guys who could make an impact in this game uh, between Anthony Hill, Manny Muhammad, John T. Cook, Derek Williams, C.J. Baxter, and Connor Robertson is who I have is six freshmen who will probably see playing time in this game who can make an impact and make a difference, and could one of those guys step up to be at another level with another month of prep and another month of practices to get ready for this game? Can we see a freshman take another step in this game where Washington doesn't have that? We know what Washington has. You have to review the other side of that too, right, which is I know they've done good for you all year, but now we're in the biggest stage, Yeah, and these are freshmen. So they are. It, does that moment get to them, right? Does it does it work against you? I don't think it will. I think we've seen enough of these freshmen, but it is something to consider uh, it is. when you think of factors of the game. 
No, I agree. I, I think there is, you know, you worry about uh, CJ Baxter. Can you can you hold on to the ball and make the right play and or Anthony Hill like the like the Cowboys linebackers just getting washed inside every time and they're bouncing yeah. it out. Yeah. Derek Williams not getting blown, you know, missing a coverage trying well, to go for an interception. The first half, but but, he, but still yeah. the second half is going to matter too. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh so all of those things Manny Muhammad same thing. Is are you going to go for an interception and allow a touchdown? Right. Where if you get the pick, we all love you and you're a hero. And if you miss it, you're the scapegoat. Those are things, but that's freshman for you. And that's, we don't know. So that's why we get to pay Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day today. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. Big Fat Poll of the Day today, 512-447-3776 is the text line. Which freshman will have the biggest impact on the game in the Sugar Bowl? Which freshman for Texas? Because I don't think Washington has a freshman that's going to make a big impact on the game. I think they have a very, they have a very older team. They have a team with a lot of experience. Uh, they have a team that is going to be ready to go. They have those veterans. It's a different thing. Texas has some veterans too, but they had something that Washington does not have is freshmen that could be making a big step forward. That could be, as you bring up, could be a, uh, a could be a two edged sword. Yeah, could come either way because they're still freshmen. But I mean, which it's... freshman will have the biggest impact in the Sugar Bowl for Texas? Hit that us up on the text line five one two four four seven three seven seven six is the text line. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll get into some NBA talk. John Morant returned last night and made sure everyone knew about it. Woo. We'll get into that. We'll get into some uh, of your texts as well on the Horn one zero one nine and twelve sixty the Horn app and hornfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the Hold Paris. it, now wait, hold it, that's played out. Hit it! Don't you give me all that jive about things you wrote before eyes alive. Cause this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. Gonna shake it, gonna bake it, gonna make it good. Gonna rock, shock, rock it through your neighborhood. Gonna read, gonna sing it till it's understood. My rap about to happen like a knee. You were slapping or I told you been tapping on a hunk of wood. Bought a red suited dude with a friendly attitude and a slave full of goodies for the people on the block. Got a long white beard, made me look kind of weird. And if you ever see him, he can give you quite a shot. Back on the Sports Complex here on a Wednesday afternoon, playing some uh, unconventional, not the normal standard Christmas songs. This is a this is a, a classic, though. This one doesn't make your normal Christmas playlist? I mean, it does for me. I don't know if it does it for other people. I would think it does. I think this one sneaks in there. That, that Curtis Blow Christmas rapping? Yeah. It's a solid, it's a solid song. It's a solid one. My favorite line in this song is, uh, because I feel like it was one of those ones where it was written down and he thought it rhymed in his head and then he said it and it didn't and he just said, screw it, I'm still going, is in this song he says, and the grown-ups got some presents too, a new TV and a stereo. But that doesn't rhyme. A new TV and a stereo. Maybe he was rhyming the line before no, that. No, no, but this is how he says it. He says a new TV and a stereo. Oh. He rhymes... He rhymes two with stereo. And a stereo. Solid stuff. And believe me, other rappers like Snoop Dogg have stolen that later, which Snoop Dogg was just, I'll put an isle on the end of everything, and then everything rhymes. Right. <laughs> How do you rhyme when you don't want to rhyme? Just put a fake ending on every word, and then they all rhyme. Well, like Eminem, too, he'll like cut words off in the middle to make it the end of a line, yeah, yeah. and he'll rhyme things together that way. But that's, yeah, the and- Curtis Blow Christmas rapping is great. Yeah, I always just, I, it, always, it, it sticks out so bad. Because he says stereo. And the stereo. <laughs> so it makes me laugh every single time I hear it. Uh, but that's what we're playing, uh, musical theme of the week. We'll get some more. I'm telling you, the next one, next one might make you angry. The first time I heard it, it made me angry. Ooh. But it's now, it's grown on me because it shouldn't exist. What a tease. 
We'll play that one at the next break. Uh, We're going to get to uh, more uh, college football. We'll recap National Signing Day. If we see any other news, if you guys see it on the text line, send that in, uh, 512-447-3776. If you see anything we haven't mentioned or we'll get into it, we get uh, going in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, Do want to talk some NBA. John Morant makes his return from a 25-game suspension, a very long suspension, especially for off-court stuff and for not drugs but just for continued offenses of the player's co- conduct. Conduct unbecoming. Conduct unbecoming of the league and unbecoming. Uh, that it's, I think 25 is probably the longest we've seen of yeah. any suspension of that type. And yes, I'm not saying he's not warranted. It was back-to-back offenses. It was like three or four in a row. I know. Because there was multiple things. That, there's some that weren't on camera and then a bunch on camera. And so it is what it is. He comes back. The Grizzlies uh, were struggling they were uh, had only won six games all far oh, this whole season. They're playing the Pelicans, who are doing pretty good. A team that may need to make a trade at some point Ooh. this season, just because they have a lot of depth, but they're not necessarily playing at the level they need to be playing at all the time. Uh, but John Morant comes back, puts up thirty four points, and hits the game winner, man, to beat the Grizzlies one fifteen one thirteen. Shows up, shows that he knows how to still play with this team, shows that he knows uh, still how to go. He does go 0 for 5 from 3, so it is going to take him a little bit because I don't know. There, there is no real training for... He was never a massive three-point threat anyway. No, but it, it just does take you a little bit of time to get used to shooting in-game yeah. versus shooting in a gym. And you can train for that all day long, but when someone's on you defending you like that and, and at an NBA level, uh, then that takes a little bit longer. And they have some good wings as well for the Pelicans, but they went to get the win. Uh, so you see John Morant come back. Uh, is this, does this put Grizzlies back in the conversation? They're about 8, 10 games out of that play-in spot right now. Do you think they're probably a shoe-in for the play-in? So the Grizzlies are all the way back from what I saw last night. That was an immediate boost to that offense. Oh, huge. And John Morant is absolutely electrifying to watch play basketball. I'm yes. so happy he's getting to play again. I, don't, I, I, I hope he's learned. I really do. Some of his comments lately have shown me that maybe he might lean the other direction eventually. But I, I'm very excited he's back for now because one of my favorite parts of the day is in the morning turn on Sports Center and John Morant's just flying through the air dunking on somebody. Yes, yes. I I was kind of expecting him to do finger guns when he hit the shot though. Oh <laughs> no, no. Probably pew, leave pew. leave that one in the holster. Yeah, leave that <laughs> one. You uh, don't need that. Uh, another note though, this is the other one is you can kind of tell how the Pelicans are going this season is how Zion is putting the effort in, and he had a contact. He was going against Jaron Jackson Jr. And he's going against some of these guys that are bigger and want to bump with him. He kind of disappears. Yeah, and it's not that he doesn't want. Not that he can't. Said I don't know if he wants to. No, it's been the question for Zion since the beginning. Zion who gets put on a diet and says I'm not doing it, and Zion who gets told to do one thing and says I'm not doing that. And now we see him. He had 13 points and three rebounds in that game. Only played 25 minutes. Good for you, Zion. Way to stick it to him. (laughs) Yeah, but at, at what point when he gets his contract, he gets what he wants. Do you not – I mean, he's somebody that you watch. When you see him play the way he can play, you say, this guy could be one of the best players in the NBA. And then you watch him against the Grizzlies last night, and you say, I mean, is this guy going to play – like, at what point does he just go, ah, I'm good? Like, I mean, or is it going to be – What point does the organization say, I'm good? And move on? Well, I think that's coming at some point. If he stays healthy for a season – and the problem is his numbers are really good. And so the, it's got that potential that he could be an MVP. So do you think it's a ploy to get out of there then? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think he's still just young and he doesn't, you know, he's, he's just irresponsible. He doesn't want to. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things I talk about uh, of where you may need to make a change there to bring in somebody who's a little bit more of that star competitor. And I think that's kind of, and I don't, there's not a lot of guys out there that you can bring in right now that have that attitude. CJ McCollum's a little better, but CJ McCollum is a secondhand guy. He's not the guy. And Brandon Ingram's the guy, but Brandon Ingram doesn't seem like a, I'm going to get in your face, let's go win this game. No. Brandon Ingram, he'll score, but he's not going to, yeah, you're right, he's not going to be your motivational leader. And so you need that motivational leader, you need that guy. Like, if you put Zion Williamson with Kobe Bryant, he either retires, demands a trade, or becomes great. Who does, Zion or Zion. Kobe? Zion. No. <laughs> but that's my point. It's like, you saw, because like, Pau Gasol was the example. Pau Gasol goes and plays with Kobe Bryant, and Kobe gets him to be a consistent 
all everyday player because he goes in there and goes, I'm going to work as hard as you work. I'll work twice as hard. I'll go do this. I want you to be great with me. Dude, they got Andrew Bynum to be a household name on that team. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you need to see that. I, there's a couple of names, so I want to bring this up to you. There's, we're starting to hear some more trade rumors as teams are starting to go up and down. We're starting to see some injuries, some players that some teams that may not be in the picture as much as others, contracts, and you know whether teams are deciding they're going to move on. Uh, do you have? I, I have a couple names. Okay. For for players, uh, the first one is one on Chicago that people have talked about a lot. And Demar Derozan's one of those guys. Yep. Uh, but Zach Levine okay. is a guy that I'll put on that list. That Zach Levine may be the next guy because the Bulls may go into full rebuild mode. Zach Levine is one of the people that a lot of people feel they could make another guy, could make a next level player, and he's just never been able to get there on the Bulls. Maybe a change of scenery, maybe a change of coaching or something might bring it in. Different teammates. He's so, never been able to get there. I don't know if that's the case or not. What's the issue with Zach? Because I see him making all-star games. I see him making the three-point contest and winning it, the yeah. dunk contest, winning it. Like, well, I don't understand what the... Consistency. Okay. It's consistency. It's the same. It's a similar thing to Zion, but not full-on, of can you care for 82 games? Okay. Because, you know, and when, when you're down by, you know, 15 points, are you the one trying to lead the comeback and going in and getting your team up for it? Can you be a leader? And he also falls into that weird category now of can he be a point guard in a world where there's not point guards? Can you play that position you don't and to, share right? the ball? You do because you don't want to play. You don't want to have a point guard anymore. Okay. So if you don't want to have point guards anymore, you want Zach Levine to play at your one, have the ball in his hands, but then also distribute the ball while he's still scoring. And with Demar Derozan, with some other guys, they were at, Lonzo Ball was supposed to be part of that and play him, have him play off ball some more. Uh, it, it hasn't worked out for him. Uh, another name, Donovan Mitchell. Really? Uh, all the rumors. Now, he has another year and a player option on his contract. So he's got his this year, and then I think maybe even two more years. But uh, all signs are that he does not want to be in Cleveland. He doesn't want to stay there. He's not necessarily happy in Cleveland. So you'd have to eat that contract then, right? So his contract's not bad. Okay. His contract's not bad. The question is, can you get him to stay? And he's a guy that I'm curious with. Could you put him in New Orleans? Because they have a lot of pieces that could go to go to Cleveland and help out Cleveland. Oh, you think he would be that motivational, let's go win the game? I think it's interesting if you put him on that team that he is going to be a demand-the-ball guy and change up the system more than C.J. McCollum does. That C.J. McCollum is going to be the I'm going to play with everybody, will be copacetic. I think Donovan Mitchell could shake things up enough that it could get that team going where now you have Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum going full force, and if they're going full force, Zion may just come by, by natural energy in the room Right. that the energy may pick up because now two guys want to go. It may not work, but I think also that's a guy you can put in there, and, and he could make a difference. If you are if you have some depth and you have, got, you have extra guys, what is you have a couple Mitchell draft worth? picks, I mean, I don't think you have to give up a ton to get him, so you're probably going to give up C.J. McCollum in him. Sure. Uh, because you just you know you you can't keep both of those guys, right? So you give up him and then probably two draft picks and a and a bench player, yeah, like Herb Jones. I would try and keep Herb Jones. I know you would, but you, but one of those guys. But you may be able to get yeah. a three and D guy. They have a couple of three and D guys, three wings. They have like two or three wings that they give up in this. Okay, so that's somebody that I'd look at as well. Uh, do you have anybody you put on your list? Uh, I was looking at, I saw the uh, Zach Levine to the Lakers is something I saw rumored. Yes. The Lakers and Bulls. But then I saw the Athletic reported the Lakers have greater interest in DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso if either become available. So that's what kind of spurred my thinking of what is wrong with Zach Levine? Why are people... His contract. His contract is a big one, too, in the trade market, that he is getting paid like a star player. Okay. And, it, you know, if you're trying to get him, I don't think many teams are getting him as the number one, and he's getting paid much closer to a number one than a number two. Ah, okay. And so teams don't want to trade for a guy that they say, well, he may even be a number three. But you can have the Bulls eat some of that. Not really in the NBA. You're going to, you know, you still have salary cap, you still have luxury tax, you have stuff yeah. like that. So like, the CBA works a little bit different there. So, you know, you could it's not so much the money you'd have to pay him as the salary cap. How do we get in this and not go into that next threshold because they redid the CBA and the thresholds are more painful than they used to be. Gotcha. Uh, so you don't want to get into those thresholds. So can you win with him on your roster with that cap number? Right. I think that's an issue, and that's when you look at DeRozan. Of course they want Crusoe back. They yeah, screwed up doesn't? on Crusoe. Who doesn't want Crusoe back? They don't want back. to give up for him. They, I don't, they, that's a pipe dream for, for Lakers fans, I believe. Because basically you're like, we have to give up a ton to get DeRozan and then throw in Caruso. You're like, no, no, you're trading for Caruso and throwing in DeRozan. Right. As good as DeRozan is, I love DeRozan, but he's an expiring contract. He's over the hill. And he's an expiring contract. Yeah. So you say, 
well, we're bringing him in for a year, and then you know we're going to sign, we're going to offer, we're going to lowball contract him anyway. Right, Caruso's the real get. Yeah, yeah. So, that, but those are some interesting ones. The Jazz are also someone to be watched uh, because they have a ton of picks, but they're not really competing at a high level this year. So, a guy like Laurie Markinen or Jordan Clarkson or somebody like that, there's no way they get rid of Markinen if you get the right price for it. I guess if you get the right price. I mean, you see what they got for Rudy Gobert. I would think more. You see what they got for Donovan Mitchell. I know. And, and there's a point where they could say, well, let's sell him while he's high, and people are treating him like he's an all-star, even though he's he's a more in that Kristaps Porzingis range of a good player, but not a perennial all-star. Like I think right there's then. more there. I really do. And I, I think, think there could be, but we also know he was bad when he was in Cleveland. Yeah. And, and he explained it, which I love the thing, which was he when he went to Cleveland, he, was, he got the new contract and was so worried about making the shots because he was like, every shot he missed, he was like, I'm ruining everything. I'm costing the team money. I'm costing the team, yeah. and I'm, I'm ruining everything. And when he got traded, or when he went to Utah, it was basically thrown away. He was like, well, screw it now. Like, what are they going to do? Nowhere to go but up. Yeah, and so he just, it changed his mindset, and then he was able to start hitting threes. Keep him on the minimum. But I know when you start to put him and make him try and make that bigger and bigger guy, I don't know if he's the guy to ever be that guy in a major okay. market or that guy. You know, like where you could put, if you try and put him on like the Knicks or somebody, I don't know if it necessarily. So then them. maybe you take all that draft capital that they have and you go get a superstar to put and compliment Mark. And I get that. The, the issue with Utah is they're going to try and do that, but they have to find somebody who's willing to play in Utah in today's age. That's tough. And that's another difficult p- position for them. But I think there's someone to watch because they could accumulate more picks and do that. If they don't want it, they're saying, well, we don't. If they're saying next year we're we going. have a couple other guys yeah. and we don't, you know, someone's overselling, over. You know, paying for this guy, we will we'll sell if they're overpaying. And Danny Ainge does that a lot. Oh yeah, Danny Ainge is a master of that. He also, uh, like, yeah, he loves picking up those draft picks. Couple of uh, games tonight to check out. The Hawks are playing at the Rockets. Rockets three and a half point favorites. Will be a fun game to watch with Dejounte and Trey Young going against his really good at home defense of the Rockets. We'll see uh, if I, I mean I have to imagine that both those guys are going to get uh, slowed down a bit, maybe just a little bit. So it should be a fun one to watch there. And the Clippers, one-and-a-half-point favorites at the Mavs. Still a huge injury report for the Mavs. Derek Lively still out. Josh Green still out. Maxi Kleba still out. Kyrie Irving still out. When I saw it this morning, it was at four-and-a-half, though. So something is moving. Something's moving. It may be the Clippers line. It may be someone. I, Paul uh, Paul George is uh, questionable, I believe. Okay. Uh, so it's probably something more on so that maybe end. maybe he's leaning more towards not playing. Yeah. But I, I think we should see a record number of pull-up three-pointers between Luka and James Harden tonight. <laughs> just guarded step-back threes. Step-backs. Just step-back, step-back, step-back. We will see all that. But it'll be a fun game to watch tonight uh, with Clippers and Mavs uh, as well. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll get to some of your text messages. Uh, we're asking you, the poll today, which freshman will have the biggest game in the Sugar Bowl for Texas? Which game? Which freshman will have the biggest game in the Sugar Bowl? We'll get to that. 512-447-3776. We come back here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app, hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the Horn.
back in the sports complex. I told you to make some of you men. That was I don't know why that that simple hook got me to taking care of Christmas. It's it's I, because worst, I knew it was coming too. It's the worst and the best thing at the same time. It's, well, I heard him go into it and I knew it was gonna be Christmas. Is what we're what we're gonna replace it with. And uh, I don't know I don't know the first name of Turner in Bachman Turner Overdrive, but this is Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner ah, Overdrive. Okay. So it is the guy from taking care of business <laughs> doing it again. Oh, it's so bad. And it's so unnecessary. <laughs> that's, that's just how he is, right? And they were like, well, do you want to do a Christmas song? They're like, well, I don't want to write anything new. <laughs> just change the lyrics up. We're taking care of business. Why? Why change what's working? Oh, my good. Uh, but that's that is Randy Bachman with Taking Care of Christmas. Taking uh, care of Christmas. Solid. If you, man, if you want to get some guttural reactions, play that. If you could find that on a jukebox... Taking care of Christmas? And play it at a bar on Christmas Eve with just a bunch of angry drunks. Or just go to like shows around town and just yell, do you know (laughs) taking care of Christmas? (laughs) Can you play that one? Do you know taking care of business? And then I'll show you other lyrics. (laughs) It's the same song. You know how people shout out, free bird. No, it's just taking care of Christmas. Good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, Text signs open 512-447-3776. We're asking which freshman will have the biggest impact for Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Also... We talked about the Chip Kelly comments earlier today. If you got any, if you got any takes of how to fix the transfer portal, how to, or at least improve the transfer portal, improve college football going to the future, send those in as well. Uh, Texer says, "I had a concussion, separated shoulder, and meniscus all in junior high, not even high school yet." Yeah, you can get beat up pretty early. What position were you playing? All of them. Now he's probably playing running back. Yeah. Yes. See, that's why you never would have made any money anyway. <laughs> you would have been screwed anyway. <laughs> and virtual school on those longer trips across the country. It is. You can do virtual school. Virtual school is harder, though, depending on if it's six hours of travel. And then you have to get to so six to seven hours of travel. Well, it depends there. on the virtual school, too, because like they have the self-paced stuff that is. No, they do. But it's, it's more about time in a day when yeah. your travel now includes, okay, well, we're going, we're on a six-hour flight, which we're on a bus. We you know we have to go in and then we're gonna get on a bus and then go there until it's an eight hour day to get from one hotel from your from your place to a hotel room. Well, I would think you go spend the week there on the longer one. And no, but but you're, so you have eight hours, so that day is basically wasted uh, that you don't even get a practice. You maybe get a little school work done, and then you have the next day and you do you try and work on that. But you're only and then you know it, it just becomes more difficult as time goes on to have those long breaks, and especially when you're talking about softball or talking about baseball. And you're talking about uh, every single week this happening, where as opposed to basketball, where you could just do you know three games in a week if you really wanted to, but you're gonna try and you know put those in a little bit more of a tight package and yeah, and not people. You can do virtual school, but it's still a the added hours of travel as opposed to a well, this is a three hour travel day for us or a four hour travel where we're getting on a a charter flight and we're you know you meet here, we end the charter flight, we're there, we're in a hotel room in four hours. This is could be eight to ten hours doing that a lot of times going across a country multiple times a year yeah yeah and just what that does to your body as well depending on you know because depending on or or you know some of these schools that don't even want to pay for flights for some people when it's volleyball or softball or something like that where they're trying to cut costs oh come on you can fly a volleyball team I agree you can I'm just saying some of these schools oh. may not care as much. Well, they don't have national champion volleyball they teams. They do not. They don't sorry, have a defending, sorry about it. defending two-time national champions. Sorry about it. And one of the Nebraska players transferred to I Texas. I know. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what that dude was so mad? Uh, Austin Frog says, I worry about the timing of that structure. Have them play football for four years, not taking any classes. And then once they realize it's not going to start, the league, the class start is 22-year-old freshman students. I, there is. That, I, and again, well, this, this goal goes into the when military does that kind of thing all the time. They, yeah, most people don't work in the military. That's why we honor our <laughs> veterans in a different way than we honor our college students. Well, most people also aren't college athletes. They aren't. But yeah, but it's a different, it's, it's a different world, I would say. Uh, Texer says Anthony Hill as a freshman. We got to take a quick break. All right. Uh, we got a few minutes of commercials. We'll hit those. We'll come right back. We'll get into more of your comments. We'll recap National Signing Day for Texas, see if we get any more news here in the break. Uh, we'll get into all of that. We'll talk some NFL as well. We got some power rankings coming out. Ooh. See if Jacob has moved the Cowboys down or if he's moved them up. All 10 spots. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> we'll get into all that. We come back here on the Horn 1019, AM 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com.